This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria, Australia's oldest drama teacher association. Consider becoming a member to take advantage of the many member benefits. This podcast was recorded on the land of the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung peoples. We would like to pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Lawrence Page and today I'm joined by two creative forces of nature, specialising in developing narratives for film, animation, advertising, children's books, theatre and now gaming. Is there anything they can't do? So without any further ado, I give you Sam Cable and Kostya Lykov. Let's get to it. How are you both? Really well, thank you, Laurie. How are you? Very well. And uh, tell, start by telling us a little bit about yourselves. Oh, we're very glad to be here. And thank you so much for inviting us. My name is Kostya. I'm Ukrainian. And together with Sam, uh, we're working on a very exciting project. Yep. Um, I'm head of narrative at the video game company that we are working on um, and developing our very first game. And I am head of art in, and our company is called Spoonful of Wonder. Um, so a lot of our drama students um, have to make narratives. They actually have to devise their own performances uh, and think of a character and, de- and devise a story out of that character for quite a long period of time. Um, so where do you start? as the head of narrative, Sam, like where do you start with a narrative? Where do you get your ideas from? Yeah, absolutely. The great thing is anyone can have an idea and I think that's a really beautiful thing to remember. Um, It could be your mum, it could be your sibling. You can always (laughs) find ideas in the most unusual places, but the best place to start is the beginning, normally with a bit of a walk, get fresh air um, and a clear head. And what you want to do is surround yourself with stimuli. Um, It could be your favourite piece of music. It could be um, a, a brilliant story you've read or a painting that you've looked at, things that make you feel emotion and make you feel special and you kind of get all that as um, a collection of stimuli and then you'll be able to draw an idea from that. And what ideas generally come to you when you're doing these forest walks? Like what do you start to think of? Yeah, something sparkly, something um, normally uh, that's centred around ironies. So whether it's a balloon in a cactus shop or a hermit that wants to go outside or a real estate agent that needs to sell an impossible house Um, You're looking for these things that juxtapose and that's what draws you to a certain story and that's what draws you to a narrative that's interesting. Funnily enough, some of the favourite ideas we came up with, we did come up with on big hikes, like the latest short film we made, um, the idea we came up with doing the overland track in Tasmania over this four-day hike is just... You know, you have the whole day to walk through the forest, so why not brainstorm as well? But also the secret is, like, come up with more ideas. Like, don't stop. Like, your first few ideas are likely to be, uh, for lack of a better word, generic. Like, if that's something that you come up in five minutes, likely that other people will come up with the same idea as well. So don't be afraid to take your first ten ideas, you know, and put them in a shelf, and you may be number 11 or number 51 or number 101 will be the, the idea you're looking for. Beautiful. And how do you factor in an audience um, when you're devising narratives uh, for your gaming, for example? Uh, how do you factor in an audience into that? Do you, is anything kind of you avoid 
developing in your narrative because you're worried that the audience won't resonate with those ideas? Yeah, I think there's always a risk of someone not liking your idea or not understanding or resonating with it. But that's why there's a huge variety of people that you can always count on um, to be your target audience. So have a really clear idea in your mind who you are targeting. For us in our video game, I know it's perfect for my sister, so I'm doing everything I can to write a story that would make her really enjoy it. Um, You've also got that question of originality versus um, popularity. And I think that's tricky because, you, of course, you want to make a piece of work that resonates, um, but you want to make something that stands out in the sea of sameness. Um, so something that I think a good technique to look at is vertical versus lateral thinking. So vertical thinking is the practical. It's looking at patterns. It's looking at structure. Um, and it's uh, and it's uh, building a solid foundation of what you've learnt, whereas the lateral thinking is the creativity, it's the it's the originality, um, and so what you need is a perfect balance of both. And once you have that, um, you can start to talk to your target audience um, with a clearer voice. And it helps, at least in our case, understanding your audience helps moving forward when you market your product because let's be honest we write but we write expecting people to see it so it's important to uh, create a piece of art that will actually be seen and will get out of the world instead of just sitting on the shelf so um, clearly defining the audience and people you write and cater towards would help you um, promote your art as well yeah great and and i know that like in a lot of storytelling they often say that sometimes we like to avoid the expected because we expect the audience will. Um, but sometimes the audience wants something that is expected. So how do you face that challenge? There's a lot of cliches and stereotypes that are in narrative, but we need these because they're shortcuts to help people understand, help people understand humour, help people understand um, points that we're trying to get across. Um, and so what you do is a balance. Um, the great thing about knowing the rules is then knowing how to break them and subverting the cliche. At the end of the day, you just need to have a body of work that you're proud of. And if a cliche is involved in the genre you're working in, that's okay. You know, horror um, and comedy wouldn't be so successful if we're trying to be unique. You know, the whole time we rely on these cliches and stereotypes to help land our message. Beautiful. And speaking of horror and comedy, um, what are your go-to characters, Sam Cable? What do you, what kind of characters do you lean towards writing or devising? Uh, I love magical realism, so I'm always looking for um, something a little bit fantastical, grounded in reality, of course, but a quirk about them. Um, you, they often say you write from yourself. And so <laughs> we're constantly finding different ways to explore um, our own um, being just in, in different ways. So what do you think is the secret to the best narratives? Um, for someone starting out writing a narrative or writing a character, what is the, you mentioned internal struggle before, that's quite common, um, but what is the actual secret? What's gonna sell a narrative? I think it's the feeling you leave the audience with at the end of the story. You want your audience to be able to reflect on what they've watched and have an intelligent reaction to it, whether that's uh, wanting to 
uh, change something in their own life or looking at um, the world a little bit differently now that they've seen that piece of satire or um, that, you know, really emotional, dramatic, um, you know, monologue. Absolutely agree. The impact of what matters. Okay. Would you say that the drama that you did in high school has helped you in a way to be a creative person with a creative career? Yeah, and studying, because we both studied drama in high school, it led us to a lot of different pathways. Um, it allowed us to be able to communicate ideas, um, sell a story, and um, ultimately know how to utilise emotion in order to create you know, a beautiful body of work um, and our body of work did start in advertising and it's moved slowly into film and now in video games. Um, I think it's just important to be brave, um, be courageous and follow your gut and you'll eventually make something beautiful. Tell, tell us tell us about your game that you're um, about to bring out because I've realised we haven't actually talked about that in this interview so far. Of course. Copycat is a narrative-driven game for PC and consoles. It um, goes for about four hours and it follows the story of Dawn. She is a spoiled house cat um, who becomes part of an elaborate plan when a jealous stray lookalike steals her place in the home. The genre, the genre is adventure, um, but it's also quite magical and compelling. Um, it's We follow a three-act um, three act uh, hero's journey and Dawn goes um, on a lot of different challenges as she faces garden gnomes, she has to walk alleyways, um, fights off some bad guys but ultimately has to learn to find her place in the home um, and so that's the I guess question that we're asking the audience to reflect on in the end what is the true meaning of home and how can I find my place in the world. What we're doing differently with this narrative is we're trying to bring the film or theatre structure and we base our story on acts and we try to bring it to video game, which poses itself challenges because of this interactive and you can't always predict what players going to do. But we're trying to tell the story in almost like an interactive film format. So you still get to play it, but it has a beginning, middle and end and all the good stuff. Beautiful. I can't wait to play it and I can't wait to see what other ideas come out of your amazing organization in 2023. Um, I'm so excited. Um, Sam Cable and Kostya Lykov, thank you very much for your time. Thank, thank you, you, Laurie. And that is all for this episode of The Aside. Huge thank you to Sam Cable and Kostya Lykov for giving us their time. If you'd like to ask us a question or you have a suggestion for a future episode, feel free to contact us on asidepodcast at outlook.com. We respond to a number of emails each week and are always happy to help. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. Thank you to Aaron Searle for providing the music. And of course, thank you, the listeners, for listening. <laughs>